Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, welcome back to another episode of In the Huddle EP274. Mm-mm-mm. It's going down. Your boy's rocking solo today. Okay. And um, yeah, salute. It's the first episode in a long time that your boy's out of here rocking solo. It feels weird, but guess what? It can be done. So let it be written. So let it be done. A little Shadamas on the mic, ladies and gentlemen, before I even say another word. Subscribe to the channel. Like the video. It's imperative, y'all. YouTube is out here playing with a brother videos, not throwing my videos up there in the algorithms. Obviously, new media needs to be supported. Channels that are inspiring like myself. So it goes a long way to like and subscribe and feel the vibe. Listen, we sports fans out here, right? We always want that sports content. I'm a YouTube explorer, my damn self. I always like to hear good content, good perspectives. And that's exactly what we bring here on this platform. Real Little TV in the huddle. I mean, you name it, we got it for you. So definitely get in tune, like and subscribe. And of course, feel the vibe. I'm going to be drumming that throughout the whole entire segment. Subscribe to the channel and like the video. Woo! We're going to talk about it today because it's going down. And I'm a boxing fan. I'm a crazy boxing fan, as you all know. And we're going to talk some boxing because a couple days ago, Andy Ruiz Jr., okay, drops Ortiz three times in route to a decision win over Lewis King Kong Ortiz. And we're going to break it down. On Instagram, I posted a poll. Up some questions, you know, ask about some questions regarding this fight after the fight. And so I picked the best three questions. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to use those three questions to formulate and guide my perspective on the fight and my reactions to the fight. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Unique reactions to the fight that went down. So let's begin. Stock up, stock down with Andy Ruiz after the win. Very good question. Uh, I would say stock up for a couple reasons. Now, obviously, there were some good things, some bad things in the fight from both fighters, right? Including Andy, who won. The three knockdowns were the difference in the fight, you can argue. Two of the judges, right, had it 114-111, 114-111. One judge had it 113 112 clear with three knockdowns a relatively close fight when you consider the fact three knockdowns you tell me without me watching the fight somebody got knocked down three times i would assume the scorecards will be looking much much wider than that so that implies to me that Ruiz was losing every other round pretty much outside of the rounds that he got the knockdowns which kind of put him over the top and maybe an additional round or two there outside of that right so you know, um, credit to Ortiz for, you know, switching up his game plan after that atrocious second round. And you can argue um, Ortiz had a bad round. He got knocked down twice in that second round. There's an argument that could be made that he had a bad round, which cost him the fight. Even though he got touched in the seventh round, still, that second round clearly was, um, if he had a better round, he probably would have won that fight in. You know, something with Ortiz with his legs. You know, he's on spaghetti legs. And ever since that Charles Martin fight, he's been on that spaghetti legs. He can never find his balance. And, you know, the power built him out of the last fight. And it didn't do so here. That off-balanceness carried on to this fight. And even when, 
you know, credit to him when he reverted back to the boxing out of the southpaw stance and out boxing with Reese and backing with Reese up. You know, even though he did that, when you look at his legs, he still was off balance, even though he kind of had more success as the fight progressed. So, um, you know, that's Ortiz right there. But as far as Andy Ruiz side of things, I could be impressed with him for a couple reasons. Number one, he showed me that he has an underrated chin. That's what he showed me. Luis Ortiz is one of the hardest hitting heavyweights in the world in all the boxing, right? You can argue outside of Wilder, well, you go Luis Ortiz as far as power, maybe, right? Or at least top three, top five. So the fact that Ruiz never touched the canvas one time is a testament to his chin, you know? And he took it on the chin. There was a couple of times where he got staggered, right? He got staggered and he just took it like a man and credit to Ruiz. Another thing that impressed me with Ruiz is that he was very upfront and honest leading up to the fight about his game plan and how tactical he was going to fight how methodical he was going to fight he wasn't going to go for the kill because he respects Luis Ortiz power and knows that it's a dangerous fight and he never shied away from that game plan right we all know Mike Tyson's motto everybody got a plan till they get punched in the mouth well Luis excuse me Andy Ruiz got punched in the mouth and kept his game plan right he never really shot away from that. Even when he knocked down Ruiz, Ortiz, excuse me, I'm going to get these names mixed up because they rhyme, essentially. But even when Ortiz got knocked down a couple times, you would think that Andy Ruiz would go in there and try to get him out of there. And I believe after the first knockdown, that was the case. But then after the second and third, it was like, I'm not going to take no risk because Claire Ortiz in that second round caught Ruiz a couple times after the knockdowns so the power was always there and dangerous so most guys would have tried to get him out of there Ruiz was smart enough to know that listen I could get caught all right I literally he could be on spaghetti legs and catch me like how he caught Charles Martin in the last fight and I'm not trying to be a mean tonight so credit to you know um Ruiz and that's why I would say stock up even though there's a couple things that could be tweaked with the last fight against Chris Ariola. There was a couple things that needed to be tweaked, and of course, the fight with Josh with the second one. So, Ruiz do come with some limitations and some weaknesses and some things that he needs to go back to the drawing boards and fix. But he also comes with some skills. The speed is always there, and um, you know, he's a very underrated fighter at that too. So, stock up. Did the heavyweight division box Luis Ortiz out? That's a very, very interesting question right there, right? I would say yes and no. We all know Luis Ortiz at one point in his career, especially in his prime, was one of the most avoided fighters out there in all of boxing, right? There's a term that gets thrown around in the world of boxing that I hate. Listen, I'm a young dude, right? I'm in my, you know, I'm, I'm a grown dude, but I'm young at the same time, right? I'm in my 20s. But I'm an old-fashioned head when it comes to boxing and anything in general. I just have an old mind. And I'm there for all the legacy fights and all that. When guys fought for their legacy back in the day. One term that I hate that gets thrown around in boxing today, and I hate it, is the high-risk, low-reward. That's the classification of Luis Ortiz. High-risk, low-reward. And I hate that motto so much. The Charlo brothers are always running with that motto, right? I hate it. But that's how you classify Luis Ortiz at one point in his career. 
right? Guys are not going to want to fight you because you're not going to, you know, you're a risk. I lose to you. That could hurt my chances of gaining more clout and eventually getting a big fight of my own with a bigger payday. But at the same time, to counter that, Ortiz had his opportunities. And we can't sit here as fans of boxing and not acknowledge that. Because even in this fight against Ruiz, I'm fans of both guys. I respect both of these guys' styles, the Mexican fighter versus the Cuban fighters. Listen, I was all over this fight. I picked this fight to be fight of the year. Now, Claire, this is not going to be fight of the year. It was a good fight, but not fight of the year. But I have mutual respect for both fighters. But I wanted Ortiz to win this fight. And the reason why is because I thought he had the most to lose. Claire, his age, 43, you're not going to get bigger opportunities than this right here. And I was like, damn it, he lost. I was kind of feeling down, even though I was happy for Reese. And I'm saying to myself, wait, hold up, Lil. Ah, we can't be feeling down on this, brother, because he, he had his opportunities. And I had a flashback. Do y'all remember that Luis Ortiz was offered a fight against Anthony Joshua? So we just going to forget that? Or we probably don't even know that that was the case. He was offered $5 million to fight Anthony Joshua as a replacement to Jerome Miller, who we all know popped. And the fight got, you know, canceled for him. And Anthony Joshua, on short notice, was looking for potential opponents as he made his way to MSG, to the Garden, in his first fight on American soil. They offered Luis Ortiz $5 million. Okay, the, the team rejected the deal. Somehow, I don't even believe the deal got to Luis Ortiz. He didn't even find his way to Luis Ortiz. They rejected a deal, citing that it was a, you know, it was a low ball. But Claire, even though that's true, because Ortiz was offered five million, Jerome Miller, who was the fighter initially that was supposed to fight Joshua before he popped, was offered six point one million dollars, six point five million dollars. So Claire, Luis Ortiz was offered a little bit lower. Still, it ended up being more money than what Ortiz made fighting Wilder for the second time. Which he eventually went on to do and lost. He made $1.5 million. So even though he was lowballed, that still was a bigger payday fighting Anthony Joshua. So who do you blame in that situation? You got to blame the management. Bad management. That's what it comes down to. And Claire, we saw what Ruiz was able to do. So check this out, right? See how the universe worked? Luis Ortiz ended up fighting Wilder again. Part two, loss. Ruiz ended up fighting Joshua again, won the belts on that night, okay, and had the belts clear. He lost it in the rematch. But now we get back to this fight with Ruiz and Ortiz, and now this is a, a title eliminator to try to get back into that picture. So you had a golden opportunity at that time to fight dude. And Claire, Ortiz is a southpaw. So trying to prepare for a southpaw within a month's time as a replacement fight would be a totally dangerous fight and hard fight for Anthony Joshua to win. So I'm almost penciling and booking in that Ortiz would have won that fight that night if it was Ortiz in that ring and not Andy Ruiz. Now imagine how that pans out. You having all the belts and kind of the ace card in the heavyweight division. Bad management. And Claire, he had two fights with Deontay Wilder that he could have won. The first fight, he almost knocked Wilder out, ran out of gas. Second fight, he won every single round until he got caught with a shot that he didn't see. A shot that looked like it landed awkwardly. So he had his opportunities, bro. And, you know, a couple days ago when he fought Andy Ruiz, that was the opportunity. Claire, 43 years old. Claire, 
Andy Ruiz has the youth advantage and uh, speed advantage. But still, that was a fight that you could have won. Claire, you almost won the fight. You had a terrible round and that cost you the fight. So when you say, did Luis Ortiz get boxed out of the heavyweight division for a period of time? Yes, but he had his fair shares of opportunities on the back end. And Claire, in this fight, age creep up on you. It did in this fight. It did in the last couple fights for Luis Ortiz, right? And that's one of the things about the human element, right? For all the time. Yeah, the power is still there with Luis Ortiz. He can knock anybody out on a given Sunday, right? But one of the first, you know, things that you lose declining as an individual in your 40s is your legs. That's the first thing gone, man. You know what I'm saying? You go to the dance floor, you're trying to get your boogie on, and then your legs give out on you. That's the first thing that goes is your legs. And clearly, it went for Luis Ortiz. Now, I'm not sure where he goes from here. I think it's all about done. I don't think he's, you know, a gatekeeper in a division. I don't even think he could be that because he's so dangerous, right? Guys still don't want to fight him at this age. So he's probably going to be fighting B-level and C-level fighters if he decides that he want to continue his career. All right, let's move on to the next question. How interested should we be in an Andy Ruiz, Deontay Wilder showdown? Now, let me take a sip of water for this one. I think it's a good fight. I think we should be all over that. Side and fight, you know? Both fighters are good fighters, Claire. It should be an easier fight to make. They're on a collision course. Andy Ruiz just fought, right? A month later, Wilder's going to be fighting. So when you look at the boxing calendar, that's a fight that's aligning up for them to fight and they under the same management pbc boxing so it's an easy fight to make and i think that's ultimately what's going to happen after wilder takes care of business against robert helenius now you know for andrew Ruiz to win that fight i think he's going to have to fight from the pocket he's going to have to be in the pocket and go blow for blow with deontay wilder and i know that sounds like a suicide mission but andy Ruiz is not elusive in the sense where defensively when you look at his weight he could be that elusive and move around the ring he's gonna have to get in that pocket and try to do what he did with Ruiz I mean with Ortiz and Anthony Joshua got him out of there with that speed listen he caught Ortiz with the same punches he caught Anthony Joshua with right and Claire Ruiz got an underrated chin like I said before he took Anthony Joshua's shot he took Luis Ortiz's shot. They hit hard. He could po potentially take Wilder's shot and get back up from it. Now, Claire, Wilder's one of the most hardest heavyweight division hitters in the world. Claire of all time, to be exact. So that's another animal right there. But I think it's a fight that we should be looking forward to when it happens, no matter who we think will win or not. But nevertheless, it's time for me to go. It's a wrap here. Like and subscribe once again. Feel the vibe. We got more videos coming your way. We talk boxing here. We do fight reactions, fight predictions. We do some NFL stuff, a lot of NFL stuff. We do some NBA stuff. We got it all for you here on Real Lil TV. So subscribe, hit the bell, and on to the next time. Peace.